When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money, but are your bills even accurate? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million to save. Visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com. Pure Talk, the cell phone service my family relies on, is now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. As you plan your summer travel, make sure your wireless company covers you at home and abroad. Unlimited talk, text, plenty of 5G data for just $20 a month. That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. Go to puretalk.com slash clay and make the switch today. That's puretalk.com slash clay and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Switch to Pure Talk so you can have more money to travel with this summer. If you've got a military, first responder, emergency medical, or government service background, govx.com is for you. You stepped up to serve our country and communities, and GovX delivers unbeatable deals that you've earned. GovX.com is the only site built exclusively to honor your service. Members save on epic brands and the gear they need for their on- and off-duty lives. You'll get incredible savings on tickets to live sports events, theme parks, and other entertainment. You can even save on travel, hotels, rental cars, cruises, and more. See if you qualify. Visit GovX.com. It's easy and totally free. Use code CLAY in the shopping cart to get an extra $15 off your first order. GovX, savings for those who serve. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Third hour of Clay and Buck kicks off right now. We're joined by Senator Rick Scott from my home state of Florida. Senator Scott, appreciate you being on the program. How are you doing? Uh, yes, th- thank you for being here. So, uh, the border is, by the numbers, open. the most wide open, the the most lawless, and, and the worst it, it has ever been. Um, you are trying to focus in on this. Uh, what do you think that the steps should be? I mean, what, what should be laid out? We know the Biden administration is not going to take any action to make this better in the next year. What do you think a Republican uh, administration, if, a, if it has a majority in the Senate and the House could or should do to deal with the border issue well number one what we got to do is we have to put up real uh, barriers and then we have to have real monitoring of what's going on at our border so some places you're going to have to have a wall some places it's going to make you need you know just technology whether it's drones or lights and roads and things like that you also need to be able to see what's happening at the border so there's a lot of debris that has to be cleaned up around the, the around the border so you can see what's happening and people have time to get there and the other thing is, you have to change our asylum laws. You, you know, you don't get to, uh, you don't, you don't get to come to this country unless you really, you know, you can really prove you have, um, you know, political persecution in your in your home country. And then the last thing is, even if you do, we got to vet you. We got to, you know, we got to, we got to know that you want to live our dream, not, you know, you don't want to be a supporter of Hamas and Hezbollah and Iran and or communist China. So. I mean, that, that's a, if, we, if we actually did just that, which doesn't actually cost that much money, we would have a secure border um, and we'd have a safer country. Right now, I'm scared to death of who's coming into our country over the last three years. We saw it didn't take a lot of people and it didn't take a lot of uh, money uh, to do what Hamas did in Israel. So how many Hamas supporters uh, do we have in our country? How many 
uh, terrorists have come across our southern border, we actually have no idea anymore because we have no control over our border. I know it's in the House, but we've got a new speaker. Um, and you represent Star- uh, Florida, which has a, a large Jewish population, Senator Scott. Are you astounded uh, by not only all the protests that you've seen on college campuses supporting Hamas, calling Israel out for being responsible, in their opinion, for the bloodshed and violence in that country, but also that I believe it was nine different Democrats in the House refused to condemn what's been going on, the Hamas atrocities, and that there's a clear component in the, on the left that seems to want to hold Israel and Jewish people responsible for what happened? It's just hard to believe. These are people that are paid for by your tax dollars. And if you say, are, I mean, what I question is, are they really supporting American values in our country? Um, the, what they did, what Hamas did, is despicable. Uh, I've been to Israel quite a few times. I was at one of the kibbutz where they lost a lot of lives uh, five years ago with my wife. And so they murdered and mutilated babies. They raped teenage girls. They shot people at point blank, door to door. Um, the, um, they, um, so, they, I mean, it's just a variety of things that they did. Um, they've taken hostages. Uh, they, I mean, it's just you can't make the stuff up what they did. And um, so for these people to go and either, one, support Hamas, or two, to target Israel or Jews, is just pure evil. It's just pure evil. I think we all have to stand up for Israel. We all have to stand up for Jews. Um, uh, All across the country, we have a big Jewish population in Florida, and I can tell you, a lot of my Jewish friends are afraid to go to synagogue or go to the Chabad. They're afraid to get out of their house. They're afraid to send their kids to school. This is exactly what... Um, you know, Iran wants. Uh, and, and by the way, Iran's got to get Iran's. Is, this is, Hamas is a proxy for Iran. Iran has to be held accountable for what they're doing here. Um, the Houthis are controlled by Iran. The Hezbollah is controlled by Iran. Hamas is controlled by Hamas. So, Senator, and, how would how would you accomplish that though? What what could be done, you think, to actually um, hold Iran accountable for its role in all of this? We'll do what Trump did. Uh, first off. If you want to murder American citizens, we're going to kill you. That's what he did to Soleimani. That's number one. Number two is he said, we're not going to allow you to sell your oil. So we're going to make sure that Ayatollah doesn't have money. Uh, what the Biden administration has done is they released the sanctions. So now Ayatollah has lots of money. Uh, we've actually given, you know, tried to do it under Biden, do what Obama did, just give them billion dollars of, of, of cash. Um, so that's that's what we have to do. And then, and then when we have the opportunity... Uh, to to kill people that have killed Americans, we need to, we need to do it. I mean, they're they're shooting at Americans right now. Our American soldiers and sailors are at risk. And my big concern is is are people in our country going to be at risk when we know we don't have a secure border? We know Hamas wants to be here, Hezbollah wants to be here. We know terrorists want to be here. So I'm I'm very concerned. This is probably the scariest time in my life. Um, the uh, because we can be attacked right here uh, on our, our soil, and our ally, ally Israel has clearly been attacked. So I'm wanting to do everything we can to support Israel. I don't I don't understand why why Schumer and McConnell and everybody doesn't want to get aid to Israel right now. We could do it today, uh, but they want to pay money, spend money for sanctuary cities, um, and 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 not give money to Israel. I don't get it. 
Senator Scott, do you think Joe Biden's going to be the nominee for Democrats in 2024? You're in D.C. You've probably been around him at times. He can't get off the stage. He can barely climb the stairs. Are Democrats really going to run him? And do you think it's reckless if he is the nominee? Well, he clearly has, has is part of destroying our country, and it's really made a push that unbelievable risk. Um, so I assume he'll be the nominee because the people that are around him uh, lose all their power. Um, me and his whole family, who's made money, it seems like off of government, you know, they want him to be there because, you know, it puts him in a better economic position. Uh, so I assume he'll be the nominee. Um, he's, you know, he's a horrible candidate. I mean, just look at look at the difference. When Trump was in office, we weren't at war. People were worried about, you know, our military. Our border was secure. The economy was good. And in, in less than three years, you know, Biden has destroyed our economy. Our borders open, and we're now in. You know, basically, we got war in the Middle East and we got war in Ukraine. We agree. I mean, he's a disaster and he's far worse than anybody could have expected. But given his age and given what appears to be his cognitive decline, 75 percent of Americans, the majorities, I think, of both Democrats and Republicans uh, believe he shouldn't be running. Do you think it's reckless that the Democrats would put him forward as the nominee? Well, absolutely. Um, But. Look, they, they've got their left, left, left wing warrior here. Um, we've unfortunately, Congress has given a lot of power to the executive, executive branch. And, you know, since the Democrats control uh, the Senate uh, right now, they never hold him accountable. Uh, thank God for guys like Jim Jordan that are doing everything they can to help hold the Biden administration and the federal government accountable um, because they can do investigations over the House side because they have a majority. So we, this tells you we have to win. We have to win a majority in the House, the Senate, and we've got to win the White House in 2024. And if we run good races, if we have good candidates, we have a message, I think we're going to have a big win. Senator Rick Scott of Florida with us. Senator, is Mitch McConnell the best leader for Republicans in the Senate? Well, as you know, I ran against him. Uh, I ran against him because I think we need to bring, we need to, one, work with our House of Representatives. We have a majority. I think number two is we've got to let people represent their state. It'll be a better Senate if each of us can represent our state and not being told how we're supposed to vote. And, you know, so, I, I mean, I, I, I've been very vocal about we need to have a change in leadership. Um, and, I, you, know, we're, you know, what happened in the House is actually that's what they're talking about. They're talking about why ran against McConnell, basically. They're saying we want a different type of leadership. We want inclusive leadership. We want people are going to listen to us uh, and bring us along and not have a top-down um, you know, uniparty government. Because do you, right do you now, think that there may be an effect here where Republicans in the Senate see what's going on here with the House Speaker fight and say, "Hey, maybe we can switch things up too"? It's happening. Um, if you if you look at what's happened in the last twelve months since I ran against McConnell, the Senate has completely changed. We're having real policy conversations. We're really forcing uh, amendment votes because it takes sixty sixty senators to pass legislation. McConnell and a few Republicans gave. Uh, the Democrats, all the Biden wins for his first two years in office. That's that's changing. Um, it's, you know, if you look at it, the, you know, we're not you know, we don't have 10 people voting with uh, Chuck Schumer all the time like we like we did before. So I'm optimistic that that what's happened in the House is going to be good for us. I think Mike Johnson is going to do a great job. Um, and I think we're going to pass legislation there that we can work on over uh, over here. But we're going to stop the Biden agenda, which the first two years of Biden. He ran. He ran the tables. I mean, he got. You know, you can name the these big gigantic spending, and that's why we have 
high inflation, high interest rates. It's not going to come down until we balance our budget. And up here, um, the you know the Democrats and a few of the Republicans, uh, like Mitch McConnell, are not worried about the debt, and that's why your mortgage rate, interest rates, are going to keep going up. Car payment rates are going to keep going up. You know, inflation is going to be out of control. Senator Rick Scott of Florida, appreciate you being with us, sir. All right, have a great day. Bye bye. Start earning high yield returns in a low yield market by investing in Phoenix Capital Group's corporate bonds. Choose your investment amount, term limit, and earn returns from 9 to 13% annual interest with Phoenix Capital's domestic energy asset bonds. These bonds have been qualified with the SEC and are also independently audited. Phoenix Capital buys energy royalties previously reserved for institutional investors, now accessible to you, the savvy investor. Phoenix Capital Group is disrupting the traditional energy industry through their proprietary offerings, yielding 9 to 13% annual interest for accredited investors. Learn more by downloading the Phoenix Group's free investment packet today at phxonair.com. For a private investor meeting, visit phxonair.com for an appointment with Matt Willer, Managing Director of Capital Markets. Before making investment decisions, you should carefully consider and review all risks involved. Visit phxonair.com today for more information. From the front lines of freedom and truth, Clay Travis and Buck Sexton. When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, I'm covered, no worries. Well, not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance. That can be a lot of money for your family. But how do you know you're not being overbilled? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. Unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate? HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. When your medical claims come in, HealthLock technology reviews the claim for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors, so you pay only what you owe. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Bottom line, insurance alone isn't enough. To save, visit HealthLock.com. Do it today before you see another healthcare provider. That's HealthLock.com. The number one fantasy sports app in America is Prize Picks. It's the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Five million members already active on Prize Picks. If you've not yet downloaded Prize Picks, do it today. Unlike other apps on Prize Picks, it's just you against the number. It's about the players and not the teams. You look for the sports you know best and that you follow the most. Then you make a single decision on each player projection, more or less, every time you play. You pick two to six players and make that one decision. You can win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four picks. More player action on prize picks now than ever. And it's the best way to get action on sports in more than 30 states now. Prize picks also gives you injury insurance so your picks stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Download the free prize picks app and open your account. Use my name, Clay, for a first deposit match. Up to $100. Download the Prize Picks app. Use promo code CLAY, that's C L A Y, to get set up and get a deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. As someone who served our country in the intelligence community, I appreciate companies that back our nation's service community. One company that does it best is GovX. 
If you've got a military, first responder, emergency medical, or government service background, GovX.com is for you. GovX offers unbeatable discounts from thousands of trusted brands, sports and entertainment tickets, travel deals, the list goes on. GovX.com is a one-stop shop for the things you love. GovX also donates a portion of every single order to nonprofits that serve the military and first responder communities. When you shop on GovX.com, your orders make a meaningful impact. See if you qualify. Visit GovX.com, that's GovX.com, and join a community of more than 8.5 million patriots and pros. It's fast, easy, and free to join. Use my name, Buck, as your promo code in the shopping cart to get an extra $15 off your first order. GovX, savings for those who serve. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Yesterday, there was a vote in the House that had a pretty simple question. Let's just condemn Hamas for killing 1,400 innocent uh, Jews. And the, the the vote passed with only 10 people voting against it. Um, the people who voted against it, I'm sure you can imagine who they might have been, AOC, Rashida Tlaib, uh, Elon Omar, Jamal Bowman, who, by the way, has been charged, although he's getting a sweetheart deal from the D.C. Uh, district attorney over his decision to pull a fire alarm to try to stop a vote from happening. Go figure. Uh, I, what I read, Buck, is he's going to pay a $1,000 fine. He had to turn himself in, be fingerprinted, have his photo taken, which is this embarrassing. This is what I said was going to happen when we talked about this. He's going to pay like a $500 fine, and you know that's it. So this is And what then in happened. three months, this will be expunged from his record. I believe it's a misdemeanor. But FYI, for those of you out there who were paying attention and wondered what happened with that, that's the answer. Of course, they're still putting grandmas in prison for uh, years over what they did on January 6th. Meanwhile, Congressman pulls a uh, fire alarm clearly intended to keep a vote from taking place and gets a minor slap on the wrist. But what's interesting, Buck, is a lot of people out there are taking note. I saw who is the uh, the the congresswoman, South Debbie Wasserman Schultz said democrat congresswoman from south florida she's been there a long time she said anyone who voted against this bill doesn't have a soul that's a that's a pretty strong comment about what happened and uh here is representative mike lawler he's a republican from new york in one of those i think it's 18 districts that voted for biden for president and then flipped to a republican congressman in 22 he says Pro-Hamas members of the House should resign. Listen. Israel has a right to exist, a right to defend itself. We have members in this body that do not believe that. Members in this body that cannot muster the courage or the strength to condemn the slaughtering of babies, but have the audacity to repeat a vile and disgusting lie that Israel bombed a hospital. They are not worthy of serving in this body. And the fact that we have people that didn't even sign on to this resolution tells you everything you need to know. If you cannot stand with Israel, our greatest ally in the Middle East, a beacon of democracy and hope and freedom, you do not belong in this body. Those members should resign in disgrace. Representative Michael Lawler there. Buck, I, this is going to be a daily double that I never would have bet on, maybe in the history of the show. Earlier, I praise Senator John Fetterman for getting this issue right. We've got a Joy Behar clip, Buck, and it's a Joy Behar clip 
that I'm mostly going to agree with. I've previously called Joy the dumbest woman on television on a daily basis. You were about to high-five Fetterman and Joy Behar in the same day. This is quite a situation. I may invite them to come have uh, wine in Napa with me and Gavin Newsom. Joy Behar, now she gets deranged on the Trump part here, but she's actually right when she's calling out Rashida Tlaib. Listen. Rashida Tlaib, Ilhan Omar, they have dabbled in dangerous anti-Semitism at a time where I think of the young she, people. Rashid will still will not admit that that attack on the hospital came from Hamas. Despite- they have videos showing it, but she goes out there and lies like Trump. Oh, until the end, until the final two words, I was I was listening to Joy and I was saying, my God, Joy Behar, it's important interjection. She nailed it. It's so it's close. So like a like a Trump derangement syndrome uh, symptom there. Yeah. In that it has nothing, like, nothing to do it has with it. Nothing to do with Trump. But it's just like it's a it's a tick. It's a it's a uh, you know, it just it just happens. It, her brain goes to lie, Trump, lie, Trump. It doesn't actually matter that Trump had nothing to do whatsoever with the subject matter that she was talking about. But she's right in calling out, to the, to the initial point, she's right in calling out uh, Rashida Tlaib and other members of the squad and Congress uh, on the far left. And, um, you know, you're, you're starting to see. It, it is rare. It is rare for Democrats to get so upset with Democrats on any issue. And you are seeing it on there. I mean, you have basically, you have uniformity on the trans issue from Democrats. You have uniformity on, uh, BLM support from Democrats. You have, you know, you go down the list yeah. of these things. This is one of the rare moments, one of the rare, um, debates, policy issues, subjects, whatever, where some Democrats are legitimately furious with other Democrats in elected office for what they have said here. So I'm just, you do not see this very often. I mean, and they're, not, and they're not pretending. Debbie Wasserman Schultz said, if you voted against this, you have no soul. And I think we've got quickly here, Marjorie Taylor Greene has introduced a resolution because, as Joy Behar said, uh, they continue, uh, Rashida Tlaib does in particular, to argue that Israel's responsible for this hospital bombing. Listen to cut three. The resolution is as follows. A resolution censuring Representative Rashida Tlaib for anti-Semitic activity sympathizing with terrorist organizations and leading an insurrection at the United States Capitol complex. Well done, MTG. I mean, I, I, I actually wonder whether any Democrats will vote to support this because I think to your point, Buck, this is one of those rare occasions when many Democrats are thoroughly disgusted with the left wing of their party that is what I would call the Hamas caucus. And yet I don't think there'll be any consequences. I don't think any of them will fail to be reelected by their constituencies. I, I, I'm just, I'm going to go out there right now and tell you the squad, they're all going to get reelected. Didn't pay attention to that. I do think that's potentially worth paying attention to going forward. And as we continue to break all this down, I want to tell you all about our friends at, uh, doing incredible work at Hillsdale. Hillsdale College, one of the biggest priorities explaining and defending our freedoms like you. They believe our nation's personal freedoms defined in the Constitution not to be taken for granted. To that end, they want a Constitution in everybody's hands out there. They want to give away a million Constitutions. You know how they're going to do that? You're going to be able to get free copies. All you have to do is go to clayandbuckforhillsdale.com. It's all free. They'll mail it to you. You can give it to a friend, son, grandson, granddaughter, uh, grandson. 
You'll complete a simple form, receive a booklet through the mail. You don't even have to pay for shipping. That's Clay and Buck for Hillsdale.com. Clay and Buck for Hillsdale.com. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the front lines of truth. Well, here's a headline that not long ago I think people would have thought would have to be fake. But it is not, and it is in the Wall Street Journal. Passing out tents is Adams's possible next step in New York migrant crisis. Mayor says New York City is at full capacity. Clay, we have New York City, the largest city in America, okay, my hometown, has the mayor now so just feeling like he's out of options. All the hotel rooms, all the... Remember, they've already set up these r- refugee um, housing centers in a bunch of different places. And they don't ask people in the neighborhood. One thing that you don't see that much coverage of, occasionally some, you know, the New York Post, some others will do a story on it. But people in the neighborhood don't really want... It's because a lot of these are, you know, guys in their 20s, 30s, nothing to do. They're kind of just hanging out in the neighborhood. They're hanging out in the streets. Um People don't necessarily want the migrant refugee uh, housing center to be right on their block or right in their neighborhood. It's unsurprising. It's classic with Democrats. They want the policy. They don't want the reality of the policy to be something they have to experience themselves. But, Clay, uh, so they've already done these very large tents. But now the city of New York is considering handing out, like, camping tents for, you know, a family of four to people to say that things are so bad that you should take this tent and go set it up in Prospect Park or Central Park or or whatever, effectively setting up migrant campsites in the city's public parks because they're out of room and this is the best that they can do right now. Now, I don't know if this is just a plea for more resources from the federal government. It's partially that. But the fact that you're even saying this out loud is crazy. You've lived in New York City for a long time, Buck. I presume that if you're, let's say, a dad and you got a a, a daughter or a son that want to camp out, you can't just go set up a tent in the middle of Central Park and sleep in it overnight, right? You cannot, and i i would not I would not advocate for anyone to do so okay. for a number of reasons. But yes. yes, that would be you, that would be illegal. You can't do that. Um, I. Uh, my oldest son, I think this is probably common for a lot of kids, wanted to camp out. And so, you know, we set up a tent in the backyard when he was young so that we could be in the backyard and camp out. Have you ever tried to sleep in a tent when it's cold? Yes. Have you ever camped out in the cold? I am not a camping I, aficionado. I will, I've done it. I did it growing up. My, my family, this was a thing that the men of my family all did together, Clay. I like to sleep in a bed. Yeah. With pillows. Yes. I am very anti-camping. I don't enjoy waking up in a tent. I don't like trying to stay warm. I don't like putting it up. All of these things I am anti. Uh, my wife is far better at putting up tents, and she's far more willing to sleep in a tent than I would be. I believe we built physical structures to allow humans to live in, and that is an advancement of society, and I'm in favor of that. But my my thoughts on this is, one, if you suddenly have migrants camping on the Great Lawn in Central Park, and all those billionaires looking out over their beautiful view of Central Park, 
don't have green grass and, and fantastic fall foliage. They have migrants basically turning this into a huge migrant campsite, which would be a disaster. Uh, that's going to be an issue really quick. And not to mention all of the left-wing voters who like to go for jogs and take their babies in strollers and walk through Central Park. That's, that's not going to be well-received. Also, it's going to be really friggin' cold. If you're from Venezuela and you've been like, hey, America's the land of milk and honey, and you get to New York and it's December, and instead of getting your $400 a night hotel room with unlimited food and Wi-Fi, they say, hey, here's a tent to go set up, go sleep outside in New York City in the winter, I think people are going to get on their phones and they're going to say, hey, the land of milk and honey isn't as milky and isn't as honey-y. It's really cold compared to Venezuela in uh, in January and in December in New York City. So on some level, if they did this and they stuck to it, Buck, it goes to what we talked about, which is you have to eliminate incentives. And if Venezuela, I'm just using Venezuela as an example of a Latin American country that is sending a lot of people here. If that country is broken and somebody comes here and they make 30 times as much money and they get to stay in a hotel room in New York City and they get Wi-Fi and they get free food. I mean, that sounds like an incredible vacation to a lot of you out there. If they're staying in a tent that they have to set up somewhere in a park and it isn't safe and someone steals from them and they're freezing their asses off, that is not an incentive necessarily to come to New York City. So I think that's what you have to break is the incentive structure. Well, that's absolutely true about the border. And this is why, you know, the resources that the Biden administration is is uh, demanding for the border are all about faster processing. I mean, here, the uh, the White House actually just had a statement that came out earlier this week. Um, I believe they want eight hundred and fifty million dollars to expand the migrant pathways. They want to assist with resettlement in all states. They don't want the concentration because that way it's harder for people to realize, like, wait, what are the costs associated with this? And what's really going on? Um, they want, yeah, they want the, this is from the, the whitehouse.gov of the Biden administration. Expansion of lawful pathways, including efforts to streamline processing of eligible refugees and migrants through safe mobility offices initiative. They want support for eligible arrivals, services to successfully resettle all in the United States and become self-sufficient. Clay, they want to streamline and ease the processing of the illegal flow as it stands right now. The the effort to stop the flow is not what they want money. They do not want hundreds of millions of dollars spent to have people at the border who stop not just the flow of illegals, but the flow of fentanyl and the flow of, you know, and, and the human trafficking. It's a multi-billion dollar industry right now, trafficking people into the United States and with all the, the, uh, the criminality and the evils that that involves. And the Biden White House has no interest in stopping this. This is the, yeah. the part of it that everyone needs to focus in on is what, what you were talking about a moment ago, the incentives. Uh, there is no effort underway, really, to stop what is happening. Even though right now, I mean, I'm hearing anywhere from six to eight million. I think the official number is six. Six million people have come into the country illegally while Joe Biden's president. Six million. Yeah. They've been telling us that 11 million illegals are in the entire United States for like the last 15 years. And we've had basically more than half of that come in the last three years. And people are acting you know, the Democrat Party like this is business as usual. This is wide open border, my friends. This is madness. I think there's like 7 million people who live in the United States. I mean, live in Tennessee. 
my home state. So when you're talking about 6 million people, if you've ever driven through the state of Tennessee, that's like the whole state of Tennessee of illegal immigrants. I mean, if you've been to, if you've been to, if you've ever been to Nashville, if you've ever been to Memphis to see Graceland, if you've ever been to the Smoky Mountains, Tennessee's a big state. You drive across the whole state, that's how many illegals have come in. This is a big number. And Buck, I think, you know, we talked about earlier the Quinnipiac poll, which showed that Biden was only up seven on Trump in New York's uh, New York State right now, which is an unprecedentedly low uh, amount of lead for Biden in a state like New York. I think that's because the data also reflects that around 70% of New Yorkers are saying Biden has failed at the southern border. This is unacceptable. And it's it's amazing uh, in a sense. I shouldn't say amazing, but it's what we should expect when New Yorkers who vote overwhelmingly Democrat, the New Yorkers who listen to this, hi to everybody on uh, you know WORNYC, um, the New Yorkers listen to this, don't fall into that category, but the New Yorkers more broadly who vote for the open border, it's just fascinating to watch, Clay, all the polling shows that a, a big majority of New York City now, so those Democrat voters, think that this migrant situation is a problem. And they think it's a problem because of things that people like me and you have been saying for a long time, and I've been covering the border issue for over a decade now, and pointing out that there are there are resources involved here, there are rule of law issues involved here, there are cultural issues involved here, and all of that is very real. And that is what is happening in New York. And when they see it, when they have to experience when they have to experience it themselves, all of a sudden it feels very different. All of a sudden their view of the border, and it's so interesting too. You you poll communities, um, you know, you you poll minority communities, non-white communities, black community, Hispanic community. They, they don't want a wide open border. So the, the Democrat line that this is a, a, a race issue all along, there, there are people from 170 different countries that have showed up illegally in the country and, and under the Biden administration. Yeah, and This and, is and about Buck, lawlessness. I mean, I'm glad you brought that up, too, because a lot of people who live in cities, remember it was at Prospect Park where they took, uh, suddenly they built uh, refugee outposts and kids weren't able to play soccer anymore. I think it was, right? Like a mid- Somewhere in, in New Brooklyn, York City yeah. kids, I think in Brooklyn. Um, same thing happened in Chicago. We had a story up at OutKick about it. Uh, a group that had been playing little, you know, low level football had their, uh, had their facility taken over to allow immigrants to be there. And there was a huge protest in the community where people said, wait a minute, this was a majority black community. These young kids who want to have the structure of being able to play football suddenly don't have that opportunity because it's being taken over. Brandon Johnson, the mayor of Chicago is finding out that there are an awful lot of residents, white, black, Asian, and Hispanic, that don't like to see young kids who are citizens in their communities disadvantaged by illegal immigration. This is not just some sort of race-related issue. It's also about just who gets the resources that are limited that a city and a state have to deliver to people who could use the help. And you start to you start to ask the question, if, if being a citizen has no real meaning and anyone just can effectively become an American because they decide that they're going to come here and not legally... You know, why are we all bound by taxes and bound by, you know, sovereignty and territoriality and the rule of law here and everything else? I mean, what what does it mean to be an American? You start to get into some very deep, some really existential nation state questions when an American. So so someone who just showed up illegally yesterday and lives in New York City is to be treated by Democrats 
as though they have all the same rights as anybody else who's in this country, born and raised here or became a citizen legally or, you know, green card holder legally, whatever the case may be. If there's no distinction being made, is my point, which is what Democrats ultimately want, what does it even mean to be an American? I mean, th- these are the questions that I think we face now, especially as you're getting to, and the Biden administration is going to have close to 10 million illegals by the time, by the end of its fir- first term that have entered the country just in Biden's first term. What do you think it looks like if there's a second term? All right, think about this for a second. Our military is a 100% volunteer one. These are men and women who raise their hand to sacrifice for this country. And when they're done serving, they re-enter a difficult job market and an economy with rampant inflation. That's a tough hand to be dealt. That's why we're happy a private company like Pure Talk has jumped in to help. They're encouraging you to help alongside of them. Switch your cell phone company to Pure Talk, get their superior service, and they'll donate a portion to alleviating $10 million in veteran debt by Veterans Day. After two weeks, they've already raised more than half of their goal. You sacrifice nothing by switching to Pure Talk. In fact, you'll probably be saving a fortune because Pure Talk's plans start at just 20 bucks a month, and they offer unlimited talk, text, more data, and a mobile hotspot. Just dial pound 250 and say the keywords Clay and Buck to make the switch. That's dial pound 250, say Clay and Buck, Make the switch to Pure Talk today. It's the right move, and it's the American way. Want more Clay and Buck that you didn't hear on the show? Get podcast extras in the Clay and Buck podcast feed. Find it on the iHeart app or wherever you get your podcasts. When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, I'm covered, no worries. Well, not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance. That can be a lot of money for your family. But how do you know you're not being overbilled? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. Unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate? HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. When your medical claims come in, HealthLock technology reviews the claim for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors so you pay only what you owe you can even have health lock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills to date health lock has helped its members save over 130 million dollars bottom line insurance alone isn't enough to save visit healthlock.com do it today before you see another health care provider that's healthlock.com As someone who served our country in the intelligence community, I appreciate companies that back our nation's service community. One company that does it best is GovX. If you've got a military, first responder, emergency medical, or government service background, GovX.com is for you. GovX offers unbeatable discounts from thousands of trusted brands, sports and entertainment tickets, travel deals, the list goes on. GovX.com is a one-stop shop for the things you love. GovX also donates a portion of every single order to nonprofits that serve the military and first responder communities. When you shop on GovX.com, your orders make a meaningful impact. See if you qualify. Visit GovX.com, that's GovX.com, and join a community of more than 8.5 million patriots and pros. It's fast, easy, and free to join. Use my name, Buck, as your promo code in the shopping cart to get an extra $15 off your first order. GovX, savings for those who serve. Grand Canyon University, a private Christian university in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, believes that we're endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights 
to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. GCU believes in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. GCU equips you to serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. Change the world for good by putting others before yourself to glorify God. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's online, on-campus, and hybrid learning environments are designed to help you achieve your unique academic, personal, and professional goals. With over 330 academic programs as of September 2023, GCU meets you where you are and provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Let it flourish. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University, private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Uh, as we roll into the final segment here, Thursday edition, as always, encourage you to go subscribe to the podcast. Make sure you don't miss a moment. You can also go download the iHeartRadio app. You can take this show and many others anywhere you want all around the country or indeed around the world. Speaking of around the country, Buck, you grew up in New York City. You now live in Miami. Miami's a very popular place. Lots of people have moved there. It's now becoming, you lived through your first ever Miami summer when it was super hot, and now you get the benefit of the Miami winter. How would you compare Miami summer awfulness with Miami winter awesomeness? How would you break those down for people who don't live in the, in the subtropics? I think basically? if you're, if you come from a four seasons background like I did in the, in New York City in the Northeast, in South Florida, in the wintertime, you feel like a genius and everyone else is a fool. In South Florida, in mid-July through the end of August, you you recognize why people get out of here uh, for a couple of months if they can. It's not possible to walk outside without you will sweat within two to three minutes of being yeah. outdoors. Like, like, like really start sweating. So, yeah. I have no favorite. issue. I love three of the seasons i'm very anti-winter i'm a winterist if you want to call it like i'm very good with summer fall and spring all in on those i'd be fine without having to deal with winter but i have been informed that in addition to the weather conditions Mm. that in your new home you have discovered a major issue with city of miami transportation I can't believe this is real. Explain what has occurred and what you have done. This is this is not made up. This is 100% old man buck described. So I am I'm waging a one man campaign to get a certain bus taken out of circulation until it can get fixed because the engine is very very noisy. <laughs> Let me just hold where... on a minute. You noticed in your new home that there was a bus coming by, not buses. One, One particular bus that was abnormally engine loud, and you are now waging a war to get this one particular bus fixed such that you went and talked to the driver of this bus. I've talked to several. Carrie videoed this because she thought it was hilarious. I didn't, you know, from afar, I didn't even tell her. I went and spoke. The driver admitted that this was a particularly <laughs> loud bus. He said that engineering had checked to see if this engine needed any fixes they so you said, didn't no. go to get on the bus the bus pulls up at the bus stop you're waiting and you have a conversation with the bus driver about the fact that his bus is too loud 
Yes. Now, the bus driver did agree with me, but told me that engineering had been unable to find the source of the loud noise. I know it. I know what bus it is. And so I'll even be in any place in my apartment. I'll turn to Carrie. I'll say, it's bus number 27 again. <laughs> I can hear it anywhere in the apartment. I can hear it two blocks away. I'm a little bit like Captain Hook with the ticking clock at this point, you know, and the alligator, you know what I'm talking about? Like, I can hear this bus... How often does the bus go by? Oh man, this bus goes by probably half a, you know, six to ten times, six to ten times a day, something like that. It's on a circulation. So So I sit here. Did you have like a notepad when the bus stopped and you were there at the bus stop? Like the guy thought you were getting on, you climbed up to him and you were just like, hey, I live here and this bus is way too loud. Like, how did you open? Yes, that is exactly how I opened. And I've had multiple conversations with different drivers. (laughs) I've also, Found out who the uh, I've never contractor heard of this is for the city before. of city of Miami. That's supposed you to be looked fixing up it. who is in charge of fixing the buses. Clay, next week I'm trying to go in and, and have a sit down with the director of transportation for the city of Miami Beach. I'm <laughs> I will not be denied. Like this is not going away. <laughs> Bus 27 is your white whale. Bus 27 is my white whale. I will not stop until that bus has been harpooned and all of a sudden the noise stops. So, yes, I am. This is me, everybody. This is the truth. This is this is who you're dealing with. I've never heard of this before. This is amazing. I'm actually now curious. I'm going to be in a Miami in a couple of weeks. I want to know. I want to know when bus 27 oh, you'll coming hear by. bus 27. I wanna, oh, I want to know hear bus 27 on. and you will go. We'll take a video out there and you could. You know what, Clay? We'll go out there and you can help me determine. Am I just out of my mind? Or is this an egregious noise code violation, which I think it is? I honestly can't wait. Friday, tomorrow, we'll be with you. Who's there for heroes or the families left behind when a service member or first responder dies or is severely injured in the line of duty? Who helps our country's homeless veterans and who helps our nation to never forget 9-11? Let me tell you who. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation. The Foundation's Gold Star, Fallen First Responder, Smart Home, and Homeless Veteran Programs comprise... They're in the line of duty programs. They're all dedicated to honoring our nation's heroes and their families. The Foundation's Never Forget programs engage people in 9-11 remembrance across America in so many ways. Over 80 runs, walks, and climbs a year, dozens of golf outings, and the Tunnel to Towers 9-11 Institutes educating kids in K-12 through grades to help our nation keep its vow to never forget. More than 95 cents of every dollar you donate to Tunnel to Towers goes to its programs. Never forget the sacrifices of our country's greatest heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.